Welcome to the Square Apple Show. Hi, I'm Dr. Yong Shin Ling. I'm the co-founder of Change Voyage Consulting. After 20 years of corporate life, I successfully transited to be an entrepreneur. Wearing multiple hats as an entrepreneur, adjunct lecturer, mother, wife, daughter, sister, has taught me how to navigate life's challenges. And my secret is the Square Apple. In this show, I will discuss tips and strategies to change the way you think about your personal and professional life. Because if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Ready to activate the square apple in you? Let's begin! Welcome to the Square Apple Show. I'm Shining, and in this episode, I want to share with you what a children book can teach us adults about agility, curiosity, and courage in the face of ambiguity. I have a talented friend. Let's call her Jessie. Well, Jessie has been stuck in a lackluster job for a while and hasn't been very happy. I noticed from her Instagram and Facebook posts that she takes really nice photos, especially of the Spanish cuisine that she loves to experiment with. I'm sure they taste nice as they look on the photo, but I'm not sure because she has never invited me to her house. So being the overzealous entrepreneur, I encouraged her to explore some ways of monetizing her hobbies. Maybe she could sell her photos online. Maybe she could organize private dinners. Maybe she could be a Spanish cuisine cooking coach. For a very long time, my suggestions were met with kind of passive resistance. Every time we met and started talking about these opportunities, she would tell me every reason why she could not start a side hustle. Uh, my pictures have human faces, so I'm technically not allowed to resell it without the permission of the person. Okay. By the way, to... Those of you who are listening to this podcast, I'm just repeating her objections verbatim and I have not fact-checked her. Oh, I don't like the idea of having strangers in my house for the private dining. Okay, I buy that. Oh, I, I don't think people would like uh, to hire me to teach them how to cook. This idea is very strange. Leh. Um... Okay, Jesse. so how do you think you can monetize your talent? Ah? I don't know. Let me think about it. I could tell that she wanted to start the business, but she was thinking of the perfect plan. To help her get over her inertia, I gave her what I call the two-dot challenge. I told her that she needs to make one dollar with a replicable business model. By the way, Selling once-off stuff on Carousel is excluded. That will be her first dot. Once she has made a dollar with the business, she will need to adjust her business model to earn her second dollar. That is conceptually the second dot. Do you also have a friend like Jessie? Or are you Jessie? Very often, the process of seeking for the sweet either in your personal life or professional life, is a process of experimentation. The notion of experimentation is that you first set out to test a hypothesis 
and through the process, you determine whether it is true or false. Therefore, it is important to continue developing hypotheses and testing it out by taking action. So you can plot only the second dot if you created the first dot. And this is what Harold with the purple crayon taught me about embracing ambiguity. So let me now introduce you to the master of dot joining. He's none other than Baby Harold with the magic pen. I was first exposed to the Harold and the Purple Crayon series when my mother gave the books to my second daughter for her fourth birthday. Harold and the Purple Crayon is a 1955 children's book series by Crockett Johnson. When I first read it, I really felt uncomfortable. You see, in the book, Harold was this small child who was supposed to be four years old but really looked like four months old and he possessed a magic crayon. He could draw anything to change the plot of the story. When he found himself trapped in a room, he drew a hole to get out. When he wanted to meet a high and mighty king, he drew a long flight of steps to meet him. So as a management consultant who made a living developing strategies for companies, I found the story totally illogical and aimless. He has no goals and merely stumbles from one adventure to the next. I wondered what I could teach my child about Harold. So this series sat in a corner of the bookshelf collecting dust. Okay, fast forward six years. I chanced upon one of the Harold book while I was packing the kids' room. When I thumbed through the pages, I immediately became captivated by the insights it offered to a person who is seeking change in his or her life. Firstly, Harold is the epitome of agility. You know what? I think he's really the forerunner of the agile movement. Harold doesn't have a long-term plan. In fact, he didn't have a plan at all. But he responds very well to whatever the situation dealt him and made the best of it. If he was presented with a locked door, then he would draw a hole on the wall to get out. If he needed to get from point A to point B, he would just sit on the broomstick and fly away. But Harold had an end goal that he wanted to achieve. Although it was only revealed to him midway through the book on page 38 of a 67-page illustrated book. You see, this is typical in situations where we want to choose a path that is ambiguous or unknown. Sometimes we don't know what the end goal looks like. But we take a step at a time and make the best decision that we can at that point in time. Sometimes we realize that we can join the dots in our trail. At other times, some dots are outliers that doesn't make sense at that point in time, but we may make use of it at a later point. We don't know. Secondly, I like it that Harold goes with the flow and is rewarded with unexpected discoveries. Although this laissez-faire attitude runs against my character, nowadays I consciously tell myself to go with the flow. Why? Because plans assume we have full knowledge of the parameters, but in many situations, we don't. Overplanning may also dull your hearts and minds to the possibilities you had not anticipated. So now let me share my own Harold story 
and hopefully it resonates with those of you who are Jessies or friends of Jessies so that you can pass the message on. I have personally veered off the well-travelled path twice in my career. During those times, I was like Harold. I started to draw because I wanted a change in my circumstance. Once I started to draw, one thing led to the other and the other. I graduated from university with an accounting degree and I chose to become a tax accountant in a reputable company. However, deep within me, I wanted badly to join a management consulting company as a change management analyst. However, when I eventually got an interview with the company, I was told I needed a postgraduate degree in the domain area related to change management. Without that qualification, they would not consider me. So, I started to save up, dot one, applied for an overseas university, dot two, quit my tax accountant job, dot three, and eventually obtained a master's degree, dot four. I did well enough for the company to offer me an entry-level position and I started right at the bottom of the ladder, even though I already had three years of working experience. Looking back, it was the best career decision I made because my experience in the company shaped me into who I am today. Like Harold, I drew my path to career switch one step at a time with no certainty beyond the immediate next step. 10 plus years down the road, I faced another career crossroad. This time, I'd left my permanent job as a management consultant in the hope of spending more time with my family. But at the same time, I wanted to progress as a career woman. After looking around, I figured that pursuing a PhD may lead me somewhere. Exactly where, I had no idea. So, over the next three years, I drew new knowledge, I drew new network, and new ways of thinking. Gradually, the dots connected. I was offered teaching roles in a university by my new network, drawing upon my new knowledge. I also started my own company and leveraged on the new ways of thinking and new knowledge that I had acquired during the course. Now, I'm like the hero who can see the full picture formed by the pieces that he has been drawing. One of my favourite quotes is by Soren Kierkegaard, a Danish philosopher. He said, We live life forward, but we explain it backwards. So it's only natural that we can only see the big picture in retrospect. Are you struggling to develop the perfect plan? Are you hesitant to take a first step because you do not see the entire picture at the end state? Think about the two-dot challenge that I posed to Jesse. What is the first dot that you need to paint? Do that first, and it will get easier to draw the second dot, and then the line to join the two dots together. Does it help to imagine that you possess Harold's magic crayon? As the Greek Stoic philosopher Epictetus says, make the best of what is in our power and take the rest as it occurs. Oh, before I end, I would like to clarify. Jesse is a composite of a few characters that I know. So in essence, she's really a fictitious character. I would not want to lose any of my Jesse friends because of this podcast.
If you have any questions or thoughts on this episode, please connect with me on LinkedIn at bit.ly slash squareapple. That's bit.ly forward slash S-Q-U-A-R-E-A-P-P-L-E. Thank you and see you soon. Thank you for joining me today. I'm very honoured to have you here. If you would like to keep going and want to know more about the number one Southeast Asia's leading female entrepreneurship network, head over to Soul Rich Woman at S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com and download the free ebook on how to get clients and multiply your income through personal branding. Remember, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at will change. Do subscribe to The Square Apple Show and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.